Hello, folks. Welcome back to Storm Media. And on this episode, we're talking, well, since since the month, Halloween or horror movies. Now, many people think Halloween's a scary time. I personally see it as a fun time thing. I see it as a way for people to have a good time, get together, and just have some spooky fun, you know? <laughs> but nothing dangerous. I, I'm not talking major pranks. But the one thing that makes me excited is the old classic horror movies that they play. From the old black and white to the 80s slasher films to... And that's the more modern, mundane films that aren't really popular, but are considered cult classics. <laughs> and I'm just here to talk about films, uh, horror films that I just sort of enjoy, or ones that make them different. So, what is horror, and where did the horror films begin? Well, many people say that horror films first began with the cabinet of Dr. Kusa, I I hope I'm pronouncing it right. But that was the year or that his film was the first ever horror film. It was an old silent film back when films were trying to get into the field, you know, just standard silent era. I just enjoy that film's nothing new and literally it's 15 minutes long. It's just as long as an average TV episode nowadays, but back then, film was hard to do. It was a good horror film, horror short, and from the start of it, became what we know as horror today. As the horror series continued, many, the first ever horror film, or most of them, to be traced back to Nosferatu, an old vampire movie, which everyone knows the image of a creepy long nail figure with big pointy nose, devil ears, all that. Everyone knows what he looks like. <laughs> I enjoy that film a lot just because of the horror aspect and it ended the era of silent horror films where the silent era was a big thing and it was sort of like the gateway to what we get later. And I personally enjoy it. Next, we come to the, I want to say the golden age of horror films. And it was the universal classic black and white films. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the classic Dracula, the Wolfman, Frankenstein, The Mummy, you name it. And those horror films got their career off thanks to two actors, Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi. Those two people created the iconic horror genre. Lugosi's vampire guys and Boris Karloff's big, tough, still attitude. Those two main movie legends. And honestly... If it weren't for them, I would say horror won't be as popular and their iconic monster designs won't be memorable. (laughs) As the horror film progresses, we add more, like The Invisible Man, which, if you look at it now, it's nowhere near impressive, since almost anyone can do this. (laughs) 
type of editing with enough time and effort with the making the flows float. But I say for those generation films, it was good. But I enjoy those black and white films because it just adds a sense of humor. Humor and a tension of mystery. The next. Next we enter the 80s or the slasher films, I call it. All it. And those films, they're famous for, well, obviously, blood and gore and all that. But it is a little fat. I'm sorry if I'm rambling, but <laughs> uh, did you know that? Uh, who was that? Uh, I'm, I forgot it, but I lost it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it was a horror. It was one of those famous. Oh, it was Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood appeared in in The Creature Returns. It was from The Creature, The Black Lagoon. That movie was amazing. And it's funny how he started off in a horror movie. <laughs> but back to the slasher films of the 80s. These films were focused on creative kills, amazing camera work, and all sorts of ideas. There's today kind of music like Jason, Asens, to Michael Myers's and of course you have Freddy Krueger <laughs> and this is actually a little known thing if you don't do your research is that those films are or at least the Friday the 13th films and the Nightmare on Elm Street films are based on real world events. It's just that they add the supernatural like juice to it to make it feel more scary and all that, you know? It's crazy. <laughs> I say if you want to watch any of these films, just find one that you personally enjoy and roll with it, you know? I enjoy Friday the 13th because of its creative kills and Jason's like a beast. I say Kruger has more going for him for being a stand-up comical guy, but I'm sorry. It's just kind of weird that he comes off like that, especially their remates. One of my... I say the one thing I love about uh, the Halloween movies is that they're like sequels are crazy. Like it's Halloween one, then Halloween two, then it's just oh Halloween. That's all that matters. And I'm going. This is stupid. <laughs> oh man, their titles are everywhere. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was my elbow banging against something. <laughs> but the those films were sort of the gateway and. Hammer Films, or this one industry called Hammer, decided to play the classic Universal films such as Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, and add some spice to them. And they added creative kills and creative ideas. For example, Christopher Lee, the guy who played Dracula in most of the Hammer films, he was crazy. Like, he always looked like, he looked like that crazed uncle that you think is on something, but in reality, he's just wholesome and always loony. <laughs> Man, I love those movies. And I, he gets stabbed, impaled, burned, electrocuted. All those films are crazy. But the one thing I love about their Frankenstein films is that 
Well, it focuses on Frankenstein, not the monster. And that's what most people get confused. It's people look at the Frankenstein monster and go, oh, no, it's Frankenstein. That ain't the case. It's actually the monster. It's just called the monster. Dr. Frankenstein is the dude that made it. That's the confusion. <laughs> the next horror film. Uh, anyway, the focus more on the doctor in that film than the monster. As each new film, it's just him like starting a new life, creating a new monster, etc. It's actually pretty deep and meaningful. And I say he does a good job because it makes you wonder... What's going through his head? What is the situation that is happening in the horror films? Does he feel right about this? Or is it more or less just him feeling guilty about these creations of his, wondering if he should take his own life since he's the monster and these creations are just things that he caused, you know? <laughs> the next, uh, and now we enter the new modern horror films, which focus more on like scary ghost or film perspective films. Like I said, the one that started it was paranormal activity where it was literally just put a bunch of cameras all over the place, make spooky stuff happen. All that. <laughs> I say those films are good, but they do have most of the problems and only because it's not really scary enough for me. Me. Like, sure, it's scary because real-life hauntings, if you've seen them, are scary. But most people want to see more than that. Don't just, oh, no, the chandelier is moving by itself. It's freaky. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the new modern horror films, I say, are losing their touch as because, well, it's more like them trying to get cash cows and focus more more because most of them are not even that scary and just try and think of a gimmick or just to sell like happy death day that horror film it was literally about a character who dies and the world restarts so it's literally like groundhog day except instead of groundhog day where you can just live out the day fall asleep wake up here it's oh no i gotta wake up up to find out the person's murdering me, or if I don't, I'll die in an RL. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, later horror films, I say, lost their touch, and it's because audience nowadays are just not really into horror, and there are some good horror films that not even focus on the supernatural and focus more on the science fiction part. Like, I say the best one that did it was The Fly. And I'm not talking the original. I'm talking the one with, you know, Jeff Goldblum. That one was amazing. It was good, creative, and it's kind of cool how it makes you take sympathy for him. But you know that he's still an abomination. It is good. In fact, I might actually rewatch it after this podcast. Just see how good it is, man. Uh, it's such a good film. I recommend you see it. <laughs> the, where most of the time horror films now are just sort of way to get cash grabs and not really focus more. And even then, it's just them trying to find ways to exploit cash or make cheesy. To me, 
I say don't get grabbed or sucker into these films. If you do, find one that at least piques your interest. And I say the most creative horror film for me, I say, uh, well, <laughs> ironically this year was The Invisible Man. It was a remake of the classic, but focused more on of a, I guess, scientific perspective because if in the original, the dude drained some potions and it didn't make him invisible, but it also has a side effect of making him go cuckoo. And this one, he's obsessed with this girl, and honestly, that's the weakest part of the film. Like, he just wants to be with his girlfriend, and I just say that's the weakest part. If you're going to make him feel scary, at least give a reason. Like, say the girl found out about a secret, or or make it say that he's just going to test something on test the horror effects, and that's that. And I say the most hated horror film I see is Child's Play, and I'm not talking about the older films. Those ones have a good moment in my heart. I'm talking about the remake, which was absolutely bad. Like, it made no sense. Since I just love the classic ones because the guy who voiced Chucky, I forget his name, but he was phenomenal. It looked like he was having a fun time with the role of a serial killer. And honestly, I can't blame him. <laughs> But the remake, I give it credit as it does make Mark Hamill's voice feel sympathetic, kind of like the Joker, which I guess kind of ain't a famous because he goes, I'm a Jedi. I'll never turn to the dark side. And yet he's a famous voice actor for evil people. (laughs) (laughs) The one final thing I'll give off, off is that I think most horror films now should focus on supernatural or real-world things, or something on the lines of, like, supernatural. Because, if you guys don't know, no, uh, the college I go to, Del Tech, this is not a plug-in, <laughs> we do a horror movie trailer every year, and it's, there's seven rules, and it's literally just, shoot, like, a three-minute horror movie trailer, have an item in it, but say if it's a hat, it doesn't have to be a murder weapon. It can just be on a character. It can just be in the background. It just has to be in there, and that's that. (laughs) Will horror die? I say no, but if it were to die, it would have to do an incredibly good job because everyone still remembers the iconic hockey mask killer Jason Voorhees freeze the burned skin fedora wearing Freddy Krueger and the snaggletooth hoof wise crack and chucky but the only problem I say they have nowadays is that most people think these horror creatures aren't that strong because of <coughs> Twilight Twilight because vampires don't sparkle. They don't. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have for you all. So remember, try and stay safe out there. And if you see any horror movie villain, don't even bother running. You're already dead. Hey, that's it. See you all next time.